You're listening to the Weekly Windown. This week, the guys go experience virtual reality, we talk about the Royal Rumble, and we talk about Peter Shirelli being fired. Ryan Hello and welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. This is Simon and at the table as always with me is Brent and Kelso. Hey Simon, how's it going buddy? Good, how are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, I got extra giggles today. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all know that's me, Kelso. Yeah, Tigger's at the table with us here. <laughs> yeah. So we're back in the studio here after our hour and a half out on the town here so yeah it was a good time yeah on the coldest day of the year yeah yeah so we were looking for something to maybe base this episode around this weekend thought we should try something new and so we've all done escape rooms before but we heard that there's a place in town that has a kind of vr center as well virtual reality center and so I think they did have an escape room that you can do on the VR stuff, but we didn't try that because the guy recommended some other games. But so we went and went and tried this out. It was at a place called Deadlock Escape, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 And they have, it, from what we could see, they had at least like five or six VR stations. They, they may have had more in another room or something like that because the guy said they had like a whole bunch of computers there. But I think each station had a uh, HTC Vive set up there and they had like a pretty good size area that you could walk around in it and do so yeah we tried a few different things there what did we do first we did kind of like this mario party based it was like thing. something yeah. loco i forget what it was called oh but yeah ju- you're with right. a j wasn't it some juku junku jungle loco or jamming loco no. or? <laughs> I, I think you are way off but <laughs> jingle loco it was a four letter thing i'm pretty sure but just we'll, joko loco i think yeah. joko loco yeah that's it yeah you're right that. joko loco and if it's not, we'll correct it in the comments. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. not jamming logo. No, but it was or for jamming <laughs> logo. That was really cool. And and so like I don't know, you guys had never done any VR stuff before, had you? No, uh, no, no. Yeah, it's it was all, my first time ever. I had used the like before the Oculus Rift, like the full version that's out now was out. They had like a dev kit two, I think it was called. It was like the Oculus Rift DK two, and. A guy at our company had one, and I played around with that for a little while, but he he just had it, like, thrown together at work on, like, a not a super powerful computer, and so it didn't run at, like, a really high frame rate, and so it was, like, pretty nauseating to watch. And back then, this was probably three years ago, and so back then there was only, like, really basic demos out. Like, you could, there's one where you just, like, sit on a roller coaster and, like, look around, and, and uh, he had that... What's that game where you're, like, in a spaceship? Is it Elite Dangerous? Where you're like capping it? I don't know if you played I have that no one? idea. No, I, no, I haven't played any VR. I think games it's Elite Dangerous, before. but I think it's VR Sport, and they had a demo then. But Besides it was really cool because I'd never seen it. But the even the Vive, which is not they have a Vive Pro now, but even the Vive was is leaps and bounds above where that was back then. So, yeah, I think we were all pretty impressed from the second we stepped in there. And yeah, it was no Avatar, but it was uh, <laughs> still really, really, yeah. really yeah. cool. I didn't hear any wows from the booth no. next to me. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I was just trying to figure out not how to not run into a wall. Yeah, it was cool because yeah. you guys have like with a grid when you get close to the yeah, wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like even on the game we were playing, like you could see like an outline of the there was floor. like a box, but yeah. my, like my mat was like not proportioned to oh, was the it? box. Oh, it was okay. kind of at a disang- at an angle, but it was like, yeah. It was, yeah it so was, it was, yeah, I mean, people can look up the game if they want, but it was basically kind of a Mario Party style game and 
you spin the wheel. Well, every, it's like everyone's standing around like a big table, a circular table. And yeah, you spin the wheel when it's your turn to roll. Yeah. And the listeners are probably wondering who won. Well, let I can't me remember. tell you <laughs> that Kelso came on top. He did. As the champion, crown champion. And Brent was in second place uh, after yeah. being dead last for the longest time. But <laughs> yeah. there, was a, there was a solid portion where I think Simon got two turns in a row where he got coins taken away. Yeah, from you guys him. got like bone. Yeah, is that? Did you guys steal my coins too? Oh, no, man. no, no. We never uh, did that. No. no. Okay. I like, just. You, how did you lose coins? Yeah, I don't know. Did, is that a thing? Did you take our coins somehow? No, I think oh. like randomly, like oh, maybe when we get those like turns where you just get. Uh, like that guy comes up and he like reads you whatever the sensei, sensei, yeah. sensei, and sensei. Uh, yeah, yeah. The fat then, man like, on the cloud. At one point, Simon yeah. lost like seven coins, and he was ahead of me and Kelsey. Yeah, and then that allowed Kelsey to get ahead, and Kelsey yeah. kind of. You guys got all the bonus coins that must have been it too. Yeah, I got yeah, like got a couple rounds of ten. Somehow you points. won that first game that nobody has any idea how that. Yeah, happened. I have no idea. So what was that one again? It was some game where we were like, like shooting potato, things. We were shooting like potatoes. Yeah. That's right. You have Seagulls? to pick up potatoes and throw them in a potato launcher, and then yeah. But yeah, I managed to get it firing. I honestly thought yeah. it was doing <laughs> it for me, and you so I just kept stacking the. Yeah. I just kept stacking the potatoes in like the little bin, yeah. and apparently I won the game. Yeah, yeah between somehow. me and Kelsey, we couldn't figure out how to shoot the thing. But yeah. Kelsey came first, I came third. But yeah, and then the game you were really good. I was milking the pigs. Like you well, must have done that. Before. I yeah. and I got like two of them successfully, yeah. and you guys got none. But yeah, yeah, the milk just kept exploding all over my face. Yeah, and I was like <laughs> yeah. I can't even see what. And every time on. I like try to like dump them into the little barrel, they wouldn't go in. Oh, that's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, they had all kinds of different mini games. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a pretty good time. And then after that, we tried. Well, we tried to do a. Uh, it was a bowling game or something together, but that one never loaded up. Yeah, and, just for whatever reason, took us to the Matrix. Yeah. And, Brent, and at one point, I thought I died and went to heaven because yeah. I just saw white. Mm-hmm. Brent broke out some baseball or something. What were you doing? Oh uh, yeah, I went and played a little baseball. So was it like first person? Like or yeah, like I had to swing and everything. Yeah, yeah. so you like saw the ball coming at you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was like there was like a couple where it was just like seemed like fastball where it was just like straight down the middle. But every once in a while, it seemed Mm -hmm. like he like threw some different pitch and one was like going way outside. So I was like, oh man, this is like gonna end like as a ball. And I like look and it like curves in. What happens when you hit it? Does it just move you to the base or? No, you just, it was like batting practice pretty much. Oh, okay. Did you okay. hit any dingers? Oh man, I hit like, <laughs> I, I hit the screen twice, broke the screen. Nice. nice. Was there a Also, weight? I hit one like three feet and I was like <laughs> watching it and I was like, oh, maybe I can like run to first. And then I just like started running and it's like, <laughs> oh no, the wall is going to be right there. So, oh man, there's so awesome. many good like wipeout videos online of people playing, yeah. you know, that don't realize that they're. <laughs> they're like, you know, they'll, like they'll like bend down forward to reach out and grab something in front of them or like you know like i saw one where there was like uh, a guy was like i don't know what he was playing some sort of shooter or something and he was like ducking around like some sort of wall or something in front of him and he like went to like lean forward and stabilize himself on the wall but obviously it wasn't there and so he's like <laughs> face planted into a fireplace or oh, something that's hilarious yeah well but. when i tried to like open the drawer in that mario party ish game yeah like my i think i hit the floor at one point yeah i'm like what yeah well, and the like, yeah, the head thing, like when you get too far, then it like jumps out of like VR and like, yeah, it went all white or whatever on me. Yeah, oh, that happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe that's me for a loop, but, took me. but yeah, it was pretty cool. And then we tried, we, we got into, we got into a zombie game. What was it like called? Sunshine, Arizona yeah, or sunshine sun, yeah, or something? Yeah, I think that's yeah, we, Or Arizona sunshine. We made through one wave <laughs> or two waves. Uh, like three. I think we failed on the third one, maybe. 
Either way, it was uh, it was a. Ma- I don't know how I lived as long as I did. I don't know how I, we I turned around and there was just three zombies eating me. That, that game been there was like hard. So yeah. I'm, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a hard game. It's to pretty play. graphic like, ah, too. You'd like blow the heads off. It was sweet. Yeah, it was but cool. like. Yeah, so Simon had better accuracy, but I doubled his kills, yeah. so, you know, like, well, I had, accuracy I had, doesn't always <laughs> mean... Well, I accidentally picked up a second gun, and I was trying to dual wield a shotgun and a pistol, and I didn't know how to set the other one down, so that was kind of just a mess Yeah, there. so obviously, like, we're all noobs when yeah. it comes to this, so lots mm-hmm. to learn, and but and then, it was really fun. And then you went and did some... I, the the Beat or, Saber VR, which was yeah. a game that I was super pumped about when I first heard it come out, it was actually... I saw it first being debuted at the Saskatoon Expo, like mm-hmm. I had a little VR setup, um, and it was really really cool. So it's kind of like handheld DDR meets Guitar Hero. Yeah, it's like DDR slash Guitar Hero, where like things come at you and then you hit them with like your colored sabers, oh, like then, Fruit Ninja, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the the colors will switch sometimes, so you have to like cross the streams oh, yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> nice. like cross slash, nice. but like. I sucked at the game. Like, yeah. obviously, like, easy was a little slow. So I was like, okay, let's try and pick it up a little bit. And then I picked uh, a song that was apparently only an expert. And, like, <laughs> things were coming at me. And it's like, miss, miss, terrible, terrible, miss, miss, like, way out of, <laughs> out to left field. And, like, oh, boy. But it was nice. fun. So I just kind of, like, flailed there. Yeah. I tried a few different things. I tried some off-road game, but it was kind of lame. It was like, you could steer the car and, like, throttle. But you it wasn't actually first person. You were just, like, viewing it cross in front of you or whatever. So it wasn't that cool. And then... <laughs> And then there was like this boxing one I tried. It was the same sort of thing as like the, what do you call it? Beat, uh, or beat saber VR. Beat saber. Yeah. It was kind of like that, but it was like, you had to punch at the things coming at you or whatever and like hit them at different heights or whatever. But I, I, for some reason I had my like hands backwards the whole time, even if I switched the controller. So I'd like had to do like left uppercuts, but I had the left hand on the right hand. And so I kept failing, but it was kind of cool though. It had like songs as well that like the, the punches were to the beat and stuff. So pretty cool but oh yeah. man like actually my favorite part i think the whole thing is that one mini game when we had to slap like the fish out of the air <laughs> and <laughs> all i hear is simon's like oh if you just slap him it's super easy yeah so like kelsey's already got like this significant lead mm-hmm. and then by the end of the thing you like hear this countdown and then the yeah. game ends and you just see simon's like how do you have so many? He's like, oh, I just used your theory. It worked really well. Well, they were yeah. like jumping across and you had to knock him into a boat or set. Well, I, you yeah. had to pinch him and, and grab him and then drop him in a boat. <laughs> and I just stuck my like big pincer up there and it knocked one down. I was like, oh, that's okay. And so I just assumed Kelsey would be like having his pincer straight up in front of him and knocking <laughs> yeah. him down. But I see him. He's just like flailing both hands up and down, yeah. knocking him out of the air. It was awesome. Well, <laughs> it, it worked, I guess. It yeah. did. Yeah. It did. I was crown king of that game. And then too. there was the other one where it was like, People it was like throwing frisbees like biscuits, oh, biscuits. at you. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. And I yeah. was not very good with the oven mitts. It would have been those. cool to be the goalie in that oh, one. The, the That's what was I was. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I was yeah. not very good. Brent and Simon were both a goalie in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. fared a lot better. Uh, but yeah, I would highly recommend anyone in Saskatoon check out Deadlock. Deadlock Escape it was pretty cool. And apparently, they have like 200 games. The guy was saying or something. So we obviously didn't find all of them in there either. So next time we go, we should definitely uh, try that VR escape room though and see yeah, if we can get yeah, out. Yeah, to go. I wonder if they have. Um, I think watching us play VR though and seeing like I'm glad that we did it first and got this practicing because if we yeah. just went straight to the escape room we would've been there we'd probably still be there yeah like, standing in the square yeah. being like I can't move yeah yeah, like the guy was trying to tell me how to spin the wheel on that game when we started too. It took me like thirty seconds to like see the thing right in front of me. To, well, yeah, uh, I was like, oh boy, I hope I don't have to spin the wheel because yeah, I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. There's so many times I was like trying to spin it, and Kelsey's yeah. like watching me miss every single time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, would highly recommend. It's pretty fun. I, I wonder if they have like we'd have to see if they have like um 
you know, some of those places, if you go like multiple times, you have like a, you know, your fifth one's free or something. That'd be kind of neat. But that would be very, very cool. Yeah. And I've seen in the car on the way back. I just like, I feared I knew like as soon as we got there, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Now I want one. And I definitely want one. But I don't yeah, know. You have to sell a kidney to get one. I it's think. a lot of money. And so, yeah, we were kind of coming into this episode knowing we were going to do a bit of VR talk. And so I actually did just a little bit of quick research just into it. Because like I said, I, I played with the the development Oculus Rift years ago. And it's obviously come a long ways from here. And, and the ones we were doing are high end, but not even like cutting edge of some of the new VR stuff coming out. And so I kind of wanted to just to see because I'd been out of the loop. I try and stay in touch with like some of the, you know, current technological offerings, but I was out of the loop with VR stuff because I didn't really know what it all cost and what was out there. And so I kind of just looked at some of the major uh, players in the game right now. And so obviously Oculus was one of the first that started. And I think it started actually on a Kickstarter that ended up doing really well. And that's, I think, where that dev kit came out of was the Kickstarter or, or soon after at least. And then I think, I don't know how long ago it was, but it wasn't that long ago that they got bought up by Facebook for like $2 billion. Hey, so, so now Facebook's, or at least like they're, that's where they're getting their money from nowadays. And so, uh, the current Oculus is actually one of the more like reasonable priced, um, full blown like VR headsets that you would like hook up to a computer out there, but it's still like 450 bucks right now on this Canadian, obviously. But it's does now like they have like back then when I tried the dev kit, it didn't, it only had um like head tracking or whatever so you like you could turn your head like i think it was 180 degrees or something like that but you couldn't like move around the room like you could with the vive and and they i think they have that now too but uh yeah the vive for whatever reason is just like a little bit more expensive apparently that's like 700 bucks now with the controllers and the same with the oculus too you get for the 449 you get the controllers but um i think they have a cheaper one without but you obviously want the controllers it seems like that really adds to like the fun yeah it was really i couldn't get over how like precise the tracking was of the like vive controllers hey like you could like hold them a millimeter part and it would like register that you know yeah. no matter where you were it's really cool yeah and so that the Vive's like 700 bucks and then the vive pro which has got like about, i think like a better display and more sensors and stuff is like 1600 bucks or 1700 bucks now so that one's like super high end but i think that's like more targeted towards like uh like professional applications or stuff whether it's like i don't know <laughs> training surgeons or who knows what right but like probably stuff or just people with a lot of disposable income, I guess. But, um, so that, but, uh, I mean, if you look at a lot of like sites trying to review the, I mean, there, there's other options out there too, but those two are, I think some of the better selling ones in terms of the high end systems and different people think that, or some people think the Oculus is better. Some people think the Vive is better, but I don't know. They're both pretty neat. And then there's the, uh, the Sony PlayStation VR, I think is what it's called for the PS4. And, that one's probably the cheapest way to get into like full-blown VR because I think they only charge, I think it's like depending on what bundle you get in Canada here, I think it's between like 350, you might know because you probably sell it, like, between like 350, 450, I think, depending on the game that's bundled with it. So Yeah, and like some of the bundles don't have like the motion controllers, which you need. So yeah. some of them are just like the cam, like the, the headpiece and yeah. then like a game, but you need the extra crap and those were like cheap. Those were cheaper, and like that 350. Was, yeah, and so apparently the like the actual like display and stuff on that, it's okay. Like, so I think I wrote down the stats here. Yeah, so the Oculus currently has like a display that's 2160 by 1200 uh, pixels, um, which sounds like a lot, but you actually have to divide that right between your two eyes, right? So it ends up being kind of roughly half. Um, And then the Vive is a little higher, or that's the Vive Pro is a little higher at 2880 by 1600. And both those units run at 90 hertz, so um, 90 frames a second or whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. And I think 
I think it's kind of agreed upon that you need to be running like a bare minimum of 60 hertz, but probably closer to 90 hertz uh, to not give you that like stutter, shutter, stuttering effect. You know, that that's what causes people to get like motion sickness and stuff, right? So um, to be able to run at 90 hertz is kind of like a minimum in the VR world, which is why it costs so much to have a computer that can run them properly. But uh, the, the PS1, though, apparently only runs at like 1080p, um, but it does run at 120 hertz. So it's kind of, it, it runs really smoothly, but it's not as going to be as like high res. Like you wouldn't be able to read small text as far away as you would on, yeah. on some of the more expensive yeah. ones. But And that was my biggest fear too, is like getting the motion sickness because yeah. I've never done any of this and I just heard horror stories of people yeah. like getting, like wanting to throw up after they mm-hmm. try VR. Yeah, which I almost did when I tried that one years ago. But yeah, I didn't feel at all any of that the whole time. Yeah, and we were switching different games and the menu and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty slick. And then... um yeah, anyway, so the, yeah, the PlayStation 1, then you're speaking about the controllers there. Apparently, that's one thing that people say is not the best part of them. The controllers are apparently just a little bit kind of outdated and clumsy. They're kind of like based off like old Wii technology almost. So, Well, they're originally like the PS3 ones, and mm-hmm. they just kind of upgraded them yeah. to the PS4. They're like those funny like microphone looking things, aren't they? Like, With like the, glowing like the wand thing? Yeah, yeah. glowing <laughs> domes, yeah. 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 So yeah, apparently people say they're kind of clumsy. But for the price, it's like pretty reasonable, I guess, to get into VR. It's still like obviously. And then there's I think there's some other ones in there. Like I think Samsung has this one I think called the Odyssey and I think that's like a I think that one is like a mixed or a partnership with Microsoft or something like that and I don't know if that's one of those ones where it's like uh, augmented reality there's some of that out there now where it's like a mix of like seeing what's in front of you and also some like CGI stuff or whatever but so those are kind of like some of the bigger players in or at least the popular ones in the full-blown VR stuff but there's also obviously like mobile versions and stuff like Samsung has that gear VR right where I think you need like a Galaxy phone or a, uh, what are the other ones called? The uh, Note that you can like strap into the front of it. And it's basically, I think you just get like the headpiece with lenses in it and you just strap your phone into it. So it's only like 40 or 50 bucks, but it's like a, you know, a cheat. If you already own a thousand dollar phone by them, it's cheapish way to get into VR. It's like I the guess. lucky logger of VR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I've never tried that. I don't know. Apparently it works like fairly well, but there's also like Google has the daydream view, which I think actually has a screen but then they also have like the google google cardboard where you like just it's cardboard and has lenses and you shove your phone in it and apparently that works pretty well too so obviously that's like 20 bucks because it's just cardboard but um there's a few other ones this merge vr one which i'd never even heard of that works with like iphone and stuff too but so there's a kind of a variety of mobile ones out there and then there's also like standalone units like units that don't actually have to plug into a computer or anything so uh, Oculus has one called the Go, which is like 270 bucks for a 32 gig one. And I think it's what I got here, 329 for 64 gig. So that one's probably, I guess, maybe a, probably the cheapest way to get into it if you don't have like a high end Samsung phone, I suppose, or a phone compatible with like the Google Cardboard. So um, I haven't tried that, but I'd be kind of curious to try one of those because I'd be curious, like even just doing one of the mobile VRs, like how fast your battery w- would drain. Yeah. Like, yeah, you it would, would drain like a sieve. You man. would imagine it'd be pretty quick. Apparently the, I would think it was the Oculus Go I was reading. Apparently that one has like an hour and a half of playtime or two and a half hours of like watching a movie, um, which is, I think would be kind of cool. So yeah, it's like, if you basically just need like a standard phone, I think, and then, um, for 270 bucks, you could essentially like lie on a couch and watch a movie like as if you're in a movie theater or something would be kind of neat my buddy uh has one of those like yeah. something like that and he was telling me that he you can watch netflix in vr yeah and like you can like watch a movie in like the mountains yeah or something, so it'd be kind of neat to try yeah. yeah i think there's a there's a couple different ones the oculus go i think is the most popular there's like a lenovo one a couple other ones but i don't know i uh 
But a renewed interest in VR after our outing there today. I definitely want one too, but I yeah. don't want to sell my kidney to get one. I know. Yeah. So I just like. I think it's like I, I just enjoyed it generally as like a once off yeah. kind of thing. But like I, I know you guys a lot more video games than me, so it's it's one of those things where like it's it's still like pretty early in the like. I don't know what you call it. Like the technology, the technology is still kind of raw. Like a lot of the games we played, it had either like glitches or, or just you know you could tell there was still some stuff they were working out. But other than that, that first one, whatever the Joku Loco or whatever it was, that was like still pretty. That was pretty Joku Loco or worked, everything worked yeah. really well in that Coco yeah. Loco. Yeah. Um, but like, just he's got to be like the the start of Ready Player One. If you guys have seen that movie. Where it's like virtual just, reality. I know, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, just thinking what the future of VR could be. Like, mm-hmm. instead of moving, like eventually moving away from these things that you have to hold in your hands all the time, mm-hmm. to having maybe like little stickers that like mm-hmm. can sense your muscle movements yeah. and your fists. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's well, where it happens. When we were talking in the car, the like how cool would it be like if you and like three buddies had headsets and then you could like watch the hockey game on tv but instead of like just watching the screen you're actually like sitting in the stadium right and seeing it from the perspective of your seat or something that would be awesome and i think like you can like i mean nhl was like previewing last year in the playoffs like watching games in VR. yeah yeah Yeah, that would be like insanely cool so because then you wouldn't have to go to centre belle yeah so like i don't know yeah it's still just a little bit too extensive for me but I could see, you know, like another generation or like another iteration of the technology down the road. You know, if you could pick up the current gen on like a blowout pricing or something like that, I could maybe conceive or I could see myself maybe move, making the move into it. Now that I've got a graphics card that could handle it too, you know, I would, it's tempting, but we'll see. Well, maybe we should move on to something else here. So what else? Well, uh, what uh, you... I guess you wanted to talk about your little brewing experience. Oh, uh, yeah, that's you? right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, uh, I think I mentioned this like weeks back that it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while here. And now that I've uh, got to live a gluten free lifestyle, which has its ups and downs, mostly downs, but <laughs> <laughs> it means I can't enjoy delicious normal person beer anymore. And so, I mean, you can. I you can. Just I just would like only enjoy it for about an hour and then, and then, it's, not yeah, then it gets tummy. Yeah. And then it's a week of <laughs> yeah. suffering. But, but uh, you die. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully not. But yeah, it, hopefully not. Yeah. I was so finally, we got around to it. Uh, I got all the supplies and uh, kit and stuff from the store in town here, and had to order some stuff online. And and so me and a couple friends tackled it uh, last night, I guess it was. And all in all, I'd say it was like a fairly good success. We had a couple of dumb like mistakes that. Honestly, the biggest one was the fact that, so we did it, we like, we were fermenting it in one of those like big five gallon glass carboy bottles that people make like wine in, you know, right? And so the kit from the store said that it's a five gallon carboy and it's like, okay. And, but it, it did in its defense, it said it's a five gallon, 19 liter carboy. It's like, okay, whatever. But I just saw five gallon because that's what people refer to them as. And then our, or sorry, it said five gallon, 23 liter carboy. And then the recipe that we were making said like boil two and a half gallons of water and then top up the, or, and then like make your wort and everything else, put it into the thing and then top up the level to five gallons. And so ahead of time I had marked a five gallon thing on the, on the glass, but little did I know well, I knew that there is a difference between a U.S. gallon and an imperial gallon, but little did I know that the two, uh, like the recipe and the instructions that came with the kit were different. And so I ended up, yeah, so we ended up marking on the thing uh, five uh, imperial gallons 
which I think, yeah, if I don't have it backwards, which is larger. And so it was like 23 liters instead of 19 liters that we topped it up to. So basically, long and short of it is our beer is going to be a little on the weak side, but, <laughs> but we get more of it. So, I perfect. mean, you know, yeah, it's perfect. a trade-off. It's yeah. like light beer, so you just can have more. Just chase it with vodka, then you'll be Yeah, like, that's right. Be so, yeah. So what's your goal out of this? Just get enough, a beer that, like, you can enjoy and just make on your own that's a little bit cheaper than what store Yeah, well, are? I mean, like, obviously the upfront cost of this first batch is, like, really high because, it, you know, buy the kit and everything yeah, else. Yeah, and yeah. so, but, but, like, the ingredients themselves, I mean, this was a real basic uh, sorghum-based beer. Um, there's not, there's not going to be a lot of, like, extravagant flavors in it. We just wanted, because gluten-free brewing is so tricky, we want to just make sure we can nail that first. And so... Yeah, I mean, if this works out, the ingredients were like only probably, I'd say like 70-ish bucks for what'll make 66 beer worth, essentially. So, oh, so that's yeah, so it's, it's just a little bit over a dollar. Yeah, so. exactly, which, you know, if I go to the liquor store and, and try and buy a pack of gluten-free beer, it'll be three, four, five times that. So, yeah. So yeah, if I can make something that's palatable, that's a, that's <laughs> a good start. But then like, I don't know, a lot of people seem to you know once you get into it it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to make something that's decent like the one i want to try next if this goes well is kind of like a, it's supposed to be like a shock top clone so it's got okay. a little bit of like orange, orange and lemon yeah. stuff to it so Ooh, i'll definitely have to taste that yeah so well my shock top <laughs> yeah i might be bringing beer here for the next few weeks of the show here <laughs> you don't have to go. challenge us if somebody's to beer, if somebody's so. got well nope. hopefully it tastes like beer but yeah or close to so yeah, yeah we'll see depending how good or bad it is I might as long as he promises to drive me to yeah. the er if yeah. Yeah. So. yeah well we'll have a sample for his make sure it isn't uh yeah but i did check on it uh today before we i came here to record and it is like starting to bubble away out of the airlock so i think it is actually fermenting and we didn't kill the yeast or something like that so fingers crossed it'll the worst it'll be is just a little bit on the weak side so, so are you bottling it yourself or? that's the plan yeah so yeah. i need to go and acquire like you know those like grosh i think they are bottles the ones where they have those like flip up oh uh, yeah metal yeah. lid things yeah, you know yeah, yeah i want to maybe try and get those because then you don't have to oh you don't have to always buy a new uh, bottle caps and stuff and yeah. also they're like they hold a pint instead of the standard like what is it 335 or 355 mil the bottle does so i want to get to get some of those and yeah i think it should make like i forget what it is like 43 or something or 40 of those so they're not super cheap but i think you, you know obviously reuse them so yeah yeah i don't know that's the plan so i i don't exactly know how long it's going to take i know how i have to like check it now to see when it's done fermenting but i'm thinking it's probably going to be about two weeks and then it'll be ready to bottle up so Fingers crossed, but I don't know. Would you? Exciting. I, I know you, Brent. We're going to talk about uh, the Royal Rumble. There. Oh yeah, yeah. There's not an event I love more in wrestling than the Royal Rumble. Yeah, like man, like I've gone to WrestleMania. It's a fun event, but <laughs> whenever you hear like the crowd start chanting down like ten, nine, eight, yeah, yeah. and then you get to see who's coming out, it's pretty amazing. And uh, this so what, year, was it good? Because I I heard some guys rambling on the radio that they were well, disappointed. There's two that are like the two W like there's okay I'll build the card for you and then I'll yeah, kind of explain yeah, yeah. how it goes. Please. So uh, the first match is uh, for the women's SmackDown championship, and then the second one was a tag team match which wasn't very good. Okay, and then the third I think, or the f- yeah no the third match is then uh, for the Raw women's championship. Mm-hmm. The fourth is the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, and the fifth. And sixth are the men's championships from both Raw and SmackDown. And then the last one is the men's Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, so the first like little bit, the matches, uh, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. And that one is outstanding. Already had the crowd chanting, this is awesome. So, nice. uh, you know, that that is good. Um, the next one was the 
SmackDown Tag Team Championships, uh, which was honestly not the greatest match ever. It's kind of boring, uh, or yeah, what? it just wasn't very exciting. It's mm-hmm. just it's got good hard workers in it. Just I don't know. They kind of build it as like the McMahon son got to win the championship, so it's kind uh. of just dumb. Um, then the women's Royal Rumble came up, and it was outstanding. Um, if you want to see like how a Royal Rumble should be done, so watch that match. Was that which was the one? I just heard this guy on the radio. He said he was kind of like <laughs> he didn't know how to feel. Apparently, there was one where there's like a big woman getting beaten on by four oh, guys. Okay, I'll, I'll bring up Is that, that one. That's that, that, later. That's the, the, okay. That's, that's the not the one. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone is in this match. Uh, like Charlotte Flair, who's Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Becky or... Ric Flair just died recently, right? No. Or did he die a while ago? No, he's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> Who died? It was a WWE... I thought it was... It wasn't Ric Flair, eh? Okay. No. <laughs> they, may, they, they, they must have Give been, me two cops and a yeah. woo! They must yeah. have been, uh, yeah, because I know Rick, who he looks like too. Yeah, it must have been they were interviewing, and then it was it was someone else I watched some documentary know, like, about. But ah, oh God, I can't remember yeah, now. Now sorry. it's gonna frustrate me. Continue, um, Rick yeah, Flair's daughter. Uh, yeah, she was in the match. She's considered probably the best women's wrestler right now. Okay. Um, there's a couple other ones, and then eventually there's one around like number twenty six. This wrestler comes out. And honestly, she's like the worst one. Okay. So she comes out and earlier in the night, she actually hurt her ankle. So she's like going down. Like legit or like, like it's, part of, it's part of the yeah, script. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. she's coming down and then uh, about halfway down, she can't make it anymore because her ankles hurt. And okay. then officials and stuff come out and uh, eventually they go through and they get all the way to 30. There's still like five or six wrestlers left in the match. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, Becky Lynch comes Wait, so out. so this is like a 30-person match? Yeah, 30 person. Oh, my person. goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. I was talking with the friends at work, and they're like, there's 30 women in the WWE now, but yeah, it's it's really grown, actually, quite a bit from... So is the Royal Rumble, like, yeah. everybody participates in, or what? Uh, it's not everybody, no, but, but like, it's pretty lot. much your... Yeah, it's 30 yeah. people. Was Ronda yeah. Rousey there? Uh, yeah, but she was a champion, so she didn't have to wrestle in that oh. match. Oh, okay. Um, so... <clears throat> She's coming down, and then Becky Lynch, and, like, if you haven't, like, looked her up or anything, she's legit, like, probably John Cena. Like, <laughs> really? popular right now. Okay, okay. On the popular level, yeah, and well, it's, not like, bunch, it's yeah. not, like, polarizing, but, or, like, meme-worthy, but yeah, she's, yeah. like, legit, like, that face of the new WWE now. <laughs> and uh, she comes down and uh, takes out, actually, the girl that Simon was talking about, that's Nia Jax, okay. the bigger lady, and... Oh, okay. uh, who she actually punched Becky Lynch in the face earlier this year <laughs> and broke her entire face, actually broke her nose, broke her like orbital bone and gave her a concussion. So pretty much did what a softball did to Simon's face. Nice. Um, and then uh, she eventually eliminated Charlotte Flair too to win and the crowd like hugely popped and everything. Yeah. And then uh, the two men's matches were uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, which is like, a technical wrestler's dream watching that. It's, okay, I don't know those guys. Yeah, okay. if if you ever watch them, it's you should just watch them okay. wrestle. They are outstanding. And then uh, Finn Balor was uh, facing Brock Lesnar, which I assume you guys know. I know Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wants to move to Saskatchewan, doesn't he? Or did he already? Uh, well, I think he lives in like southern Saskatchewan because he got announced as from Saskatchewan in oh, the sweet. UFC. Oh, so he oh, did nice. move here. Yeah, because yeah. I remember that being all over the social media. He wanted to move to Saskatchewan. Right. Yeah, um, and then that was won that one. Brock Lesnar won, won that one, and then the men's Royal Rumble match uh, was won by Seth Rollins. Obviously, I know you guys are going to sit there and give me blank stares, so that's fine. Uh, but he's an outstanding wrestler, and I again, I would 
highly recommend if you want to watch a good wrestler, go watch him. He's most of the men are like really outstanding. Uh, but everything talked about was, uh, of course, Nia Jax entering the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Uh, so at number 30, there's this guy who, uh, him and this woman won this mixed tag team championship match. And uh, they get to come in at number 30. So he's coming out. And all of a sudden, this woman takes him, throws him aside. She comes down to the uh, ring and she's wrestling and actually eliminates one of the guys. One of the more popular guys, too. It was pretty outstanding watching yeah. her get booed. And then uh, I know like all you guys love memes. So yeah. you're going to love the fact that she gets RKO'd. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. she gets RKO'd and then eventually gets thrown <laughs> over the top. But it was, it was. I think she's only the fifth woman to, fifth or fourth to ever enter the Royal Rumble. And it was a pretty big deal. And um, she held her own. But nice. It, it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble, but I definitely thought the Oscar versus Becky Lynch and the Women's Royal Rumble, if you want to see those two yeah. matches, go down and watch them because they were really well done nice yeah yeah i just i remember this guy on the radio was like i don't know how to feel about this girl getting beaten on by four guys i don't know if i should be cheering for <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's but boy that crowd was cheering there. when she got arcade but she though. like yeah, yeah they yeah. said like she obviously she, it was her idea to do that so like she was yeah. okay with it or whatever so yeah but uh yeah, he, I guess he was also complaining, like, he was like, oh, like, there was rumors that The Rock was going to be there, and, like, I was just yeah. hoping that The Rock would show up at some point, and he didn't, or whatever, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it did sound kind of neat, though, so. I don't know, you, man, you got to just start having wrestling parties at your house or something, because I don't have cable, yeah. so I well, was, oh, man, I never like, you it. know what's the worst is that we're going to Virginia this weekend, and uh, WWE's here, actually, on Friday, so. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's so. Not, so, but they don't bring like the big names here, do they? No, or? well, they're bringing like Finn Balor and oh, okay. like some well, pretty good guys. Yeah. We're actually heading to Regina tonight because this episode right. is, this is Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's right. yeah, Friday. Yeah. So, technically, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, we're talking. We might bring the show on the road. Don't hold us yeah. to this. It may yeah. not happen. Yeah. But and it might only be for like five minutes. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We might have a little just maybe we can punch in like a, a snippet of the episode live from the. Okay, yeah, I got some ideas flowing here. There Just, we yeah. go. If, if, there we go. It, it might not happen next week, so don't don't count <laughs> yeah. on it. But you never know; maybe we'll surprise you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know what's new. What's new in your world, Kels? Here. Well, you know, there's been some hockey deals this week. There eh? has been a lot of hockey deals. The Oilers make a deal. You know, I I spent a lot of time because I was under the impression that I was going to get some time to talk about my beloved Oilers this yeah, week. Yeah, let her rip. Let so, her rip. Your floor is yours. Yeah, I've got some uh, Peter Shirelli notable trades and stats as an Oilers GM. So Was when, Peter Shirelli the, the GM still, Kels? Peter Shirelli got sacked. He did. Um, it was finally. like the day after we released the last episode. He I got sacked like, four years too before. late. Yeah. Um, but in his three and a half year tenure with the Edmonton Oilers, he his overall record was 137 wins. 133 losses and 26 overtime and shootout losses, which is good enough for 24th out of 30 slash 31 teams. The reason I say 31 teams because the Vegas Golden Knights were in the league last year. His goals per game were 2.74, which is good for 20th out of 30. Wait, how, how, how does his goals per game count? It's the team that GM, right? So oh, okay. it's the team that he put okay. together. <laughs> and his goals against per game. 2.95, which is good for 26th out of 30. So, in the basement. I'm going to be honest. I thought his win-loss record was going to be far worse than that. Yeah. That's you like know, 500 without the overtime 50, loss. 50002. Uh, <laughs> and his save percentage was .905, <laughs> which was okay, not bad. But believe okay. it or not, only 25th out of 30 slash yeah. 31. Mm-hmm. Playoff goalies need about a .920 save percent average to be Isn't considered that one year? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> or to have a decent chance 
according to many analysts out there, such as Mark Spector, Drew Romenda, and Louis DeBrest. I don't know. Look at the uh, man. John Gibson had like a nine-two this year, and he went to the All Star game, and he was a point two 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 by the end of his. Yeah, but to be a contender is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. He sucks. I don't know why he was at the All Star. Yeah, he he's done good for Anaheim. Yeah, he might be the best in winner. But this he did year. not have a yeah. good showing at the All Star game. So the Oilers, they had a one good season with Cam Talbot who broke Grant Fear's record, believe it or not, an overall season of 41 wins. Mm-hmm. And Grant Fear had uh, 40. And Cam Talbot broke the record in the year 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Now the penalty kill, 79.1% while Shirelli was in charge. And this was good enough for 27th out of 30. <laughs> Edmonton had the worst penalty kill at home last season. It was dismal. Now, Shirelli did a lot of trades. And there's about seven. Sure did. There's yeah. about seven that I want to talk about. I don't know if some of them qualify as trades. Trades usually <laughs> implies you get something bad. Well, yeah. well yeah. so here are some of his trades in no ranking from best to worst. We all know the Hall for Larson trade stands alone way at the top. So, uh, June 26, 2015, the Oilers acquire Griffin Reinhardt from the Islanders for a first and second round pick in 2015. Mm-hmm. Normally, this would be okay if they were getting someone decent in return. Griffin Reinhardt played only eight games in the Chell before being moved to Edmonton, so not a proven return at all. He was sent down to the AHL after only 10 games with Oil Country and did not get much production from them when he returned, averaging 18 minutes of ice time. Big time ice for no production. Here's what stings, though. Of those picks the Islanders acquired, one of them became Matthew Barzal. A key ingredient that the Oilers need, secondary scoring to complement McDavid and Dreisaitl. <laughs> Another noticeable pick that was drafted that year, Kyle Connor, who's now playing for the Jets and lighting it up. Thomas Shabbat, who's a solid rookie with the Senators. And Brock Besser, who's an unbelievable goal scorer in the Canucks. Solid rookie, as in might be like MVP this year. Yeah, all very good talent, right? The very next day, June 27th, the Oilers make a move for backup Cam Talbot in the New York Rangers for three picks. Now, this trade wasn't a complete bust because the Rangers only have one of those picks currently playing in the NHL and not producing. Talbot had one impressive season in the 16-17 year, but after last season's dismal record and this year's not-so-great mid, not so grade midterm report, it can almost be seen as a fluke year for him. His save percentage has declined. It was .918 in the playoff run that uh, year, which was close enough like to be really good yeah declined to 0.908 last year and is now a catastrophic 0.894 <laughs> which has got to be close to former leaf schoolie vesitoska <laughs> yeah on december 28th that same year the oilers acquired tough guy zach cassian from the habs for ben scrivens not much to say here the oilers sort of sort of knew what they were going to get out of cassian a tough guy to help push back and protect mcdavid Cassian, being a former first-round pick, has not produced what you would expect from first-rounders, but he still provided some muscle and grit to the team that was weak ever, for years. He didn't actually play a game with the Habs, did he? No, he, no, uh, he got a Dewey right before. He got he? a Dewey and yeah. then checked himself into rehab, and then the Oilers gave yeah. him one final chance, and he actually had a really good 12-minute interview yeah. a couple years ago yeah. that was really, really insightful and actually inspiring. And he drove a truck into a Timmy's, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> Zach, no, that, that's Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, okay. And yeah, Zach Cassian is actually one of my favorite players now. Ike, he's, just, he's a beauty. Uh, I love the guy. Um, February 27th, the year 2016, the Oilers move longtime blue liner, Justin Schultz. I almost forgot who that was mm-hmm. to <laughs> Pittsburgh for a third round pick. Now this one stings quite a bit because since his move to Pittsburgh, he has put up career higher numbers, 12 goals and 51 points in a season, which is really good for a defenseman that was getting tons of ice time in Edmonton. 
but he was only being moved around like a puppet under Peter Chia Petcherelli. <laughs> his time in Edmonton ended on a sour note, as his lack of production was often met by boos from the fans, myself included, because I was uh, angry. Um, now, <clears throat> this trade, which has got to be the worst trade in the history of the NHL, at least uh, in the top ten. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I uh, would at least in the top ten. You got to think Melbury really messed up the Islanders. Okay. I think you're still okay here. However, okay, maybe top twelve. <laughs> On June 29th, 2016, the Oilers moved loyal and longtime heart and soul Taylor Hall to the Devils for Pylon Adam Larson. <laughs> he's not that Granted, bad. He's, he's having not. a bad year, but you know, he's not as bad as Pylon Matt Benning, but he's might as well still be a, a lot pylon. of people were trying to like look at stats straight up. It's like, oh, he gets, Hall gets more goals than Larson's. Like, well, yeah. That's not how it works. No. Well, Hall was the first round overall pick Larson that year. Larson was playing good that year, fourth, though. You know? So yeah. they went down from first to fourth. Yeah. But yes, Larson was playing that year, but he just, yeah. He's, it's, not, it's not, I agree, it's not looking no. good on paper right now, but. And, well, Taylor Hall's I coming. I mean, let's be honest, though. It's like New Jersey's in last place right now. Yeah, Anyways, exactly. So like, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, He's changed them that greatly. Yeah. Taylor Hall's coming off of a Hall trophy or a Hall a Hart <laughs> trophy. A Hall, year. I they won the Hart trophy yeah. last year, yeah. and many loyal oil fans, including myself, wonder what could have been if Hall was playing on McDavid's line. <laughs> the Oilers needed a strong defenseman, but no one was biting, and Shirley grew desperate and took what he felt was the best option he had. Wrong, Chiapet. Wrong. <laughs> uh, June twenty seventh or twenty second, two thousand seventeen, last year. Or two years ago now. Oilers moved Mr. Clutch, Jordan Eberle, to the Islanders for Ryan Strom. Ryan who? <laughs> Dylan Strom's older brother, I guess, who many critics were saying was better than player than Dylan. But you didn't see 120 plus points from this guy in the OHL. Granted, Dylan was playing with Connor McDavid, so you can't really make an argument there. Mm-hmm. Now, barely a year later, Ryan Strom's time in oil country is cut short, where he shipped to the Rangers for Ryan Spooner. Ryan for Ryan, they called it. Not much to say here, but utter disappointment. Everly wasn't an all-star by any means, but the Oil gave up more secondary scoring for not even tertiary scoring, if you can even call it that. <laughs> to make matters worse, just recently, the Oilers put Ryan Spooner on waivers, which basically means they gave away Jordan Everly, the product of Regina, away for free. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I will defend the Everly deal in a way. Like, okay, he never got anything back, but that would have put them in cap trouble though that's really why yeah they like they, imagine if yeah. they still had hall and like everly like they they couldn't well yeah. i know they're in cap hell well they're screwed because because dry saddle's got six years for 68 million and mcdavid's 100 or eight years for 100 which granted i would pay those guys but like let's it brings me to my next point here um some of the worst contract extensions in the history of the nhl that were man don't given hate, don't by hate on your buddy oh <laughs> so at number one for sure and by a landslide is Milan? I lost some weight on Instagram. Lucic, <laughs> who signed for seven years never in 2016 at 42 million, <laughs> the Oil expected this guy to be a stud like he was in Beantown, but the guy can barely find the back of the net. In fact, he has a dismal four goals this year, and the fans are calling him the million dollar goal scorer. Yeah, he's a multi goal getter in a game. <laughs> Granted, he did score two goals. Yeah, yeah. at the game I was at. Uh, another not so good extension was Chris Russell. The guy wanted $4 million a year minimum. Paying a blue liner that does not produce at all $4 million a year when all he does is block shots is a very risky move to do. 
Russell has been great at being the second goalie, but they're but often looks like he's a fish out there second, out of water. Second goalie, as yeah. in he's the one picking the puck That's out of right. the back of the net. He looks like a fish out of water out there, <laughs> much like he, that pylon Matt Benning. He, oh, he's, you know, uh, yeah, I was going to say hit that. Like him and his contract kind of remind me a little of Dion Phaneuf, but maybe not quite as no. to that same Like extent. Phaneuf has actually got like Phaneuf's star better, quality and like yeah, had good years when he played in Toronto and even in like the Flames. contract was even heavier yeah. than Russell's. But, yeah. Now, the extension of Miko Koskinen. To a three-year extension. Wait, after, how can you hate that deal? He, they just. Here's why I hate. Here's year, why okay. I hate it. You you sign a guy, you extend him after only playing 31 games in the NHL. Like he's not proven. So is he young? I don't know anything yeah, about. No, Kostin. he's 30, 31. Is he like is this is rookie year? No, he oh, okay. was played. He was drafted by the Islanders in 2012. Oh, okay. Played eight games oh. and then went back to the KHL. Had a really good year last year, uh, posting a 22 and four record, hmm. um, but. Like Bob Nicholson, the like president and owner of the Oilers. Well, that's Daryl Cates, but um, <laughs> the that's like the hockey operations anyway. Yeah, said that this was an organization move and not solely on Chia Pet. But that's a lot of money to give to an unproven goaltender when you have Cam Talbot still trying to bounce back and now basically saying to him that he's probably not coming back next year. And what's dangerous about this move is that you lose value for the goaltender because of the premature extension. On the other guys, the Oilers will be likely to get anything for Talbot where's, unless they package him with some other picks. Is Talbot on the last year of his contract? Or well, he was up for a contract year, right? Yeah. So like, he's expected to be an unfit. So either UFA or an RFA. I don't know the difference between the two, but I think it'd be UFA because so, he's with the Rangers for quite a while. Yeah, I so think be, okay. yeah, he's unrestricted free agent. Right. Yeah. But like, so what? But who are they? Do they have anyone in the system? Like, are, are like, why wouldn't they keep? Talbot oh, you know as who they used to have is uh that <laughs> guy who backs up in Winnipeg who's doing really good. That yeah. Brassois, yeah. Laurent Brassois, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't or that guy in Dubnik that went to the All Star. Oh yeah, game. I heard a guy named yeah. Dubnik. You know what? They used to call him the Big Easy because yeah. he was big and easy to score on. Yeah, yeah. not anymore. Well, yeah, He's actually, last time Edmonton played them at home, they dusted him seven to two. So oh, yeah. yeah, it felt pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, you know that that brings my rant about Peter Chiapet Chirelli <laughs> to a close. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my a, segment of the Oilers. They name a new GM yet? Uh, no, it's, but uh, Keith Gretzky. he's the interim, interim. GM. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, tr- they're, they, Probably Bobby Nix went on and said like, we're in no rush to find a GM. We realize that there's something in the water and we got to fix the problem. Yeah. Who's, and sorry, who's Keith Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky's son. Oh, no, his brother. Oh, this is his brother. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. His son oh. seems like he would still I be fairly young son, to GM anyway. Like I said, like Dubas. Is well, Kyle Dubas is like 26. He's I'm 33. Just, well, he might as well be 26. He's still by far the youngest GM. Youngest GM, GM by like 30 years to GM a team, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big departure from like yeah. looking like Brian Burke. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks a lot less stressed. Brian Burke looks like he's going to have a heart attack every time that guy's on oh, TV. Man, man I'm, I'm like concerned. I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned about him. He's red before he even starts talking. like, yeah. If he moves his, it's like he's like going to be out of breath. Like if he moves his face. Like, yeah. well, I'm glad you managed to get that all out there, bud. You feel oh, a little better now? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. actually. I feel well, now a lot we have worse. nothing for next week. So when's your team? Job, your team play this weekend coming uh, up? Or? Saturday. So okay. when yeah. we're so tomorrow actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> when so do my Habs. So. Yeah, so when we're in the city that rhymes with fun, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to uh, catch the highlights of the game. Tune in. Yeah. I don't know. Is it an evening game? You know? It's an yeah. afternoon game. It's at oh, okay. noon. I so think we should be around for one yeah. or the other then. Noon or one o'clock or something. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we're we're all actually all three of us. I guess I headed to Reed Jenna for a soccer tournament this weekend. Yeah. And maybe, year, maybe so. we'll be reporting live. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll live see. on the soccer field. Yeah, we'll do it, but uh, we got, we probably got a couple minutes here. We can tag tag a few more things on here. So I know Brent, you want to talk a little bit about the uh, the Muzzin deal there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, well, that's a pretty. good I, Let's plan the parade like, now. Uh, Let's plan yeah. the parade. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. You know, we only gave up a first round pick, a uh, couple prospects. We didn't give up uh, for our uh, former Hard Trophy yeah. uh, winners. So you know, we're so but far that, looking better than Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's a that's a big. I mean, well, they're obviously not going to have a high pick so it's not no yeah. uh they were talking last night and they're like well the draft like it it's not that get deep destroyed after 20 so yeah really if they're 24 to wherever mm-hmm. you know it's it's not gonna be that big of a deal honestly it's they have enough prospects in the system still it's it's not the worst thing and you get two years of control you get a playoff run and then you get a full year next year and where do you think he'll slot in like sec- uh, second pairing no i've heard he's going right to the first Is that he's right going in, yeah. it's going him riley and then they're gonna put hainsey down to the third so Man, that would be pretty deep now, eh? Uh, yeah, there's talk that they're going to go after another ones too. But, th- like, the problem is they have, like, Zaitsev contract, which is, like, I think it's four mil or five. Yeah. Um, and then they still obviously have you know, the is worst Ma- third liner a- in the league. So is Muzzin, like, is he... Well, no, so he's not a, he's not a rental then, so... No, no they so didn't. Then, yeah, they they, they constantly say they don't stuff. want yeah. rentals. They, don't, they want rentals, eh? So, yeah. Okay, so they're not... They're, they're going for it, but not desperately going for it then. No, they're, they're going to make, like... I think they want to make the best out of their window. Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, they like they doesn't. They're not selling everything. They're selling the farm to make it happen this year, though, because like. No, I think I think they understand like yeah. where they are in the process, and I think they want a guy who's going to get them, mm-hmm. you know, through a first round for one, and then. Mm-hmm. Well, if you face there. Boston then or Washington, then you might have issues. Oh, I really hope you face Boston and give up a four goal lead again. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I, I don't really mind it. I'm just it's hoping okay. this is it's the year that. Heartbreak. Yeah. I honestly just hope that this is the year that Columbus wins a playoff series. Yeah, that's kind of right. I don't they know. have not won. I'm kind of like a guilty, like a guilty, or cheering for Tortorella is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know. I just for some reason. I mean, I know he's already won a Stanley well, Cup. You got to cheer for Bobrovsky. Yeah. Well, that's well, no, because he's kind of been a dick lately. So I don't know. As much I don't as know. I Somebody like wants to name, leave but... and go to a team that can contend yeah, and actually get uh, that first round. I can't. Bl- I don't blame him. Yeah. So when Connor McDavid in a couple years says that we suck <laughs> and I want to get a trade. I'll probably not leave my house for three weeks, but yeah, I'll eventually understand. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I'm sure you won't understand. be complaining at all about. No, that. I, that's yeah. what I mean. I won't leave my house because yeah. I'll be sad and complaining and wallowing in depression. Bigger, yeah. But I'll eventually get out of my crippling depression of state and yeah. be happy for the kid. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good deal for the Leafs, as much as it pains me to say. So, I don't know. I'll we'll see if my Habs grease their way into the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, another uh, big sorry change in directions here. Another big thing in sports. Sorry, I messaged you guys there today. Liver or Man City dropped oh, another yeah. game. Man City that that to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So Liverpool's got to win tomorrow. I think they play or no? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, they yeah. must play tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow or, or Thursday. They play um, Leicester. I think isn't it? Oh, I, think yeah. it I think it's Leicester. Leicester loves so. being giant killers, so, though. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. They've, I mean, Liverpool's been shaky the last few weeks. So that would just be awesome if Liverpool just lost all their remaining games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it won't happen. Then all of a sudden, Man United wins. Like, well, well yeah, Stolcher is now they tied. Yeah, but uh, he's now hasn't lost in nine games, mm-hmm. so that's quite impressive for yeah, only Gunnar Solskjaer. That was a, only against Burnley, mm-hmm. which is still pretty impressive, uh, embarrassing. <laughs> because I was I looked at the score and it's like we're losing to a team I don't even recognize. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're losing to nothing, and it took us like the last three minutes just. To it's like it, so. we almost lost to a beer league team. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. While this uh, might be taking us towards the yeah end of our it's probably yeah of probably our a good show. place to wrap yeah. it up. I think so. Yeah. Please make sure to. 
hit that subscribe button. Bop it, if you will. Yes. And like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and retweet us on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Now, I... I've, this is probably my favorite you got joke a doozy for us yeah, yeah. that I wanted to say forever because right. when I was like teaching at another school there was these like we would always have like this joke of the day and mm-hmm. I always put this joke in here and they never said it and I was like well these other jokes are lame like this joke's good <laughs> so what did the pirate say on his 80th birthday What's that? I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought there was going to be an R in there but no yeah. it was the 80 alright yeah. I'm 80 well done Chop cows.